welcome to the Sensual Artistry Podcast, exploring erotic awakenings and liberated love. I'm your host, Luna Agnea, essential arts and intimacy facilitator, relationship coach, tantrika, and artist with a passion for the path of liberation through love. In this podcast, you will receive firsthand stories of sacred erotic awakenings, transformational experiences, and love that goes beyond limits. This podcast is here to inspire, educate, and awaken your own sensual artist, because when you liberate your eros, you liberate your life. Welcome to this next episode of the Sensual Artistry Podcast, where I'll be talking to a friend who's remaining anonymous for reasons that you will see later in the episode. Uh, it's a friend that I met in Berlin and yeah, I was really excited that they wanted to chat about their work as a sexual surrogate. So he will describe in more detail what that means, but uh, just as a little for note, um, yeah, that the sexual surrogates are people that are uh, doing work around sexual healing and sexual trauma healing and work like that with touch. Um, he's going to dive straight in and start telling you a lot more about it. But just to give you a little bit of context, uh, we're really lucky to get to hear from a person doing this job because I'm sure, uh, like myself, many of you don't really know much about what this job is or um, possibly have never heard of it before. So I hope you find this episode interesting and yeah. Enjoy. Hi, first of all. Hey, Luna. Thanks for the opportunity and inviting me. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Sure. Um, I mean, anyone interesting can very simply Google sexual surrogate therapy or sexual surrogacy, and there's a page in Wikipedia and everything. Basically, um, a lot of people, I mean, first of all, it's important to say that in every country, uh the law is kind of different and the profession is kind of different it changes um i think that uh ideally we are talking about uh like a therapeutical triangle yeah there is the patient there is the therapist which is a sex therapist so it's a psychologist that studied many many years psychotherapy and um is qualified for uh sex therapy and uh they are doing their own therapy uh sessions and therapy journey and then at some point um the ther- the sex therapist decides okay i think that this patient could use and could benefit from sexual surrogate surrogate therapy. And in that point, the of course, they are talking about it. And if both parties think it's a good idea, uh, the sexual therapist contacts uh, the surrogate therapist. And if everything works out, uh, the surrogate therapy kicks off. Now, the surrogate therapist, let's say me and the sexual therapist don't meet. Yeah, we, we do not. There are no meetings that it's the three of us. So it is a triangle, but always like, you know, the patient meets the therapist. They decide uh, what will happen in the next surrogate 
meeting and then the therapist talks to me and they let me know okay uh, this time we'll only do this and that uh, your bar limit is this and that you don't have to reach it but not more than that and then once we have our meeting me and patient uh, at the end I write a report I send it to the therapist and then in their next meeting the therapist reads the report to the patient and so on and so on um yeah now maybe it's maybe let's take a step back and start from the beginning uh and talk about what is sexual surrogacy or what do we do in this kind of therapy um unless you have any questions you want to ask first luna um uh, yeah i don't think so yeah just getting into yeah what kind of things happen in a in a session or what kind of people or maybe yeah like the reasons why someone might end up with a sexual surrogate yeah would be good to hear yeah i think you know it's funny because so many times i hear and there's so much prejudice like oh so you so you have sex with your patients or is it like prostitution or i mean that's a whole different discussion about this whole criticism that it's like prostitution uh which personally i have a lot of issues with but maybe let let's wait with that one and start from the beginning um i think that for me sexual surrogate therapy um it's it's I mean, we can even look, you know, literally what is, you know, many of us know the term surrogate from, from like a surrogate uh, uh, pregnancy, right? So if one person sadly cannot, one woman can't get pregnant for one reason or another, she could use a surrogate to, to carry her baby. And that's such a beautiful thing. And I think that a lot of people can't find a partner yeah, we're talking about a relationship of some sort. And they have many reasons why that happens. And I think the whole premise is like, okay, you know, you go to a therapist, you talk about the things, but maybe it's really difficult to, to try it out and to gain experience. And let me tell you, much more than you can imagine, there's a lot of people out there in all ages that have never had a relationship in their life, you know what, never kissed, you know what, never took their shirt off in front of another person, never touched another person or were never touched by another person. And I think, Luna, you know, you most of all with all the work you do and all your listeners and colleagues, we know how much touch and intimacy is such a basic human right that basically this whole therapy is it's it's all about that is the understanding that each and every person has a basic human right for touch and intimacy and you know in later stages also have a relationship maybe start a family whatever the the patient decides but it's like a, it's like yeah so it's like a surrogate partner in a way so if you go to sex therapy because you have issues with you know sexual i don't know how to call it functioning um uh if you're a guy maybe you have issues with erection or like you 
reach orgasm way too fast or maybe in recent years due to porn like you can't reach an orgasm at all or you know if you're a woman and you have some pain uh in your vagina for many different reasons that it could happen or if you're if you experienced sexual trauma as a guy or as a woman it doesn't matter there can be many many reasons for you know issues around sexuality and relating and relationships but for now it doesn't matter what the reason is but it's possible that you know you yeah you 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 have very very serious issue, issues around the thing and you go to a therapist and yeah you talk about these things but if you have a, a partner you can you can try try everything you talk about with them but if you don't have a partner then that's where the sexual surrogate uh comes so the whole idea is that it's like a surrogate partner to try things out in a very 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 safe environment where everything is known in advance that's what i meant when i said there is this triangle with the sex therapist that all parties know in advance and agreed on what's going to happen in the meeting between the patient and the sexual surrogate um and yeah you you really go step by step slowly 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 so again people come to and like ah oh, you have sex with your patients and i'm like that's really it's really not what it's all about like penetrative sex could maybe not happen at all and if it does happen it will happen at the very very end at the last meeting maybe So let's like leave that thing aside and go all the way to beginning to forming a relationship, forming intimacy. I call sexual surrogate therapy intimacy school. Yeah. You learn how to, to be seen. You learn how to see, you learn how to touch, you learn how to be touched. And before it's a, even if it, even before that it's a sexual touch is it's just touch you know we have a lot of exercises that are around touch and be touched and you give feedback and you receive feedback everything really has to be mutual um that's a big thing about sexual surrogate therapy the, the idea that everything has to be mutual And it doesn't have to be 50-50, okay? Some patients struggle more with touching while others struggle more with being touched. So it's not that we always aim for a 50-50, which I think in relationships in general is a beautiful idea. Symmetry is not about like 50-50. It's about mutuality. You can't say like, okay, as a for example, I had a patient that um, for her... To be touched was uh, no problem at all, but for her to touch was very difficult. And, you know, it's, it wouldn't work <clears throat> if you, you know, would get stuck on the place that, okay, you can touch me how much you want. But when it comes to the exercise part that she has to touch, it's like, ah, no, let's not do that, you know. <clears throat> so it has to be mutual in the sense that, okay, we both are here for each other and we touch each other and we see each other and we give feedback to each other and you know the very first like maybe four or five or six meetings 
they are outside. They are like a date. You know, we get to know each other. We build trust. Um, only after five or six meetings, again, if all parties think it's the right time, then we start meeting in the clinic, um, <clears throat> in the, <clears throat> sorry, in the room for the surrogate therapist. Um, and only then we, we even meet, you know, in, in a room, like just the two of us one-on-one. Um, and even then everything happens very, very slowly. You know, we start with like, a, each, each meeting is 90 minutes and, uh, we start with like very slow exercises of touch, um, you know, just in the hand and, um, maybe next week until the elbow and maybe next week until the shoulder then maybe next week, you know, the neck and the upper chest. And you see, like, from week to week, you progress very slowly. You give the patient a chance to give the feedback, say how they feel. You can give the feedback how you felt. And, you know, you write in the report. And then the therapist can discuss all these things with the patient and one-on-one. And they decide on the progress. And uh, the same goes for t- getting naked. Like one week you take the shirt off, see how that feels. And, you know, you, as I said, you decide with the, the therapist, the sex therapist, like, okay, um, maybe this is the time to take the bra off. But, you know, when the moment comes and we meet, maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it doesn't work out and that's okay. You know, so they learn also to, work with boundaries, with communication, and to learn that there is no pressure, that if, you know, even if they agreed and decided that it's a good idea to try to take the bra off, it's maybe not going to be the same live when we meet, and that's okay. You know, we decided on the bar maximum for that meeting, but that doesn't mean we have to do that. So they can always say, you know what, I'm actually not going to, take the bra off and I'm actually gonna put my shirt back on and that's totally okay. Um, so I think as a sexual surrogate therapist, you always have to be very, very sensitive and tentative to adjust yourself to the pace and the tempo of your patient and, you know, read cues, um, verbal and nonverbal of how they feel know how to ask them at the right moment and give them confidence. Um, yeah, I can go on and on, but maybe I'll take a little break and give you a chance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah beautiful. Yeah, it sounds like um, a nice mix of the kind of stuff that we do in workshops with like the Wheel of Consent and that kind of thing mixed with like sexological body work um, with, you know, having that like therapeutic container um, and yeah, just hearing that makes me really feel like, oh, wow, it's like you kind of wish that all young people would get a chance to have that experience. Like I know you're working with um, adults in this, but, you know, it reminds me of um, as a teenager when I was first exploring sexuality and had no idea of my boundaries and, you know, feeling this pressure to like go further, faster and um, that, yeah, you didn't really have time to like 
reflect and be like, okay, how did I feel about that? Like, was I comfortable with that? Oh, like, you know, how, how should I progress? Like, I think a lot of us really missed um, that opportunity of really going slow and being able to feel into what, what we're actually liking, what feels good, what, you know, how we like to be touched, how we like to touch and this kind of, um, education that goes at a slow pace like you know when we're learning a lot of other skills and things we kind of you know give ourselves time and go slowly but in sex and relationships there's just often feels like so much pressure to just like dive in there and um you know I felt a lot of pressure growing up to just you know hurry up and have sex already um so yeah, I could yeah. just say I've done it and you know that I crossed so many yeah. boundaries it took me years and years to like undo the damage that I did from going so fast so it's actually beautiful that people get to have this really slow steady um experience like in a therapeutic container um and to really yeah have that education and that trauma awareness and that gentleness um yeah it's a really beautiful thing yeah I I, I totally agree and you know uh, he, listening to you, to what you said like reminded me of one example uh from one patient i had and maybe that's like you know i know in your blog you like to hear some story that was profound and <laughs> maybe maybe that could be that so I, there was one patient where you know uh, a lovely girl really lovely woman like super intelligent and nice and really like a wonderful person um that doesn't matter for some reasons yeah never for was in a relationship never had any sexual interaction with anyone was never naked in front of anyone and we did the whole journey you know slowly 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 step by step and she slowly gained more confidence and we tried things and you know it we had ups and downs, some things, you know, she was surprised that it was easier than she thought. And some things she didn't expect were difficult and th that's very normal. And, you know, this is life. And we went through a beautiful journey together. And um, an interesting thing happened towards the end, um, towards the end, um, we already started, uh, started, I mean, she started to talk about um, that she's practically ready, you know, to kind of go out there and start dating and just like explore and, you know, just manifest all the things we worked on. And uh, you could feel that she kind of like she's a bit impatient for us to kind of try everything uh, so she could like, you know, have done that and get this therapy over with and go out to the real world and try things. And I think that at some point I felt a bit off uh, and that's what makes this whole tri triangle setting so beautiful because I could write in the report that maybe I felt a bit pressured by her or maybe unseen that, you know, she just wants to come on, let's have the penetration and get it over with. And I'm like, you know, I'm also here and I don't know if I feel comfortable in, you know, penetrating just for penetration or just to mark a V to get it over with. And, you know, I, I floated it, we spoke about it, they spoke about it and we all just realized that, yeah, you know, uh, in her journey, you know, she 
basically she was just like you mentioned you know in our teenage years all this pressure to have sex like she really just wanted to get this thing over with like so many teenagers um but that sadly doesn't lead to a good experience right um so it was a very interesting notion you know like this okay i'm already like the 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 whole thing is successful but then it took this turn of like you know going to those places that you mentioned like i felt the pressure from her like okay let's just get it over with and you know we did have the container and the safe space to talk about it to to float it and for her to understand like this is not going to work if if this is how we approach the thing as if like it's some mechanical thing that you know we need to mark a v okay done that um yeah and i think that would also then come up in um their dating uh out of the container like you know like i mean there can i guess be a bit of extra pressure like if um you know it's in the therapy container but then you know that same feeling of like okay i just want to do the thing and get it over with like you know that if it wasn't dealt with in the container could then show up and i think a lot of people have felt that kind of energy um in relationship before like in dating where you just feel like the person just kind of yeah wants to tick the boxes and and do the thing and they're not fully present and they're not fully in their body and um that it's not a nice thing to be on the other side of so you know it's something that like that that same um, mechanism you know getting getting dealt with could then be very beneficial for future relationships of hers yeah and that's basically the whole idea for the patients who you know get these tools for their future for their future relationships and you know there's so much that you can gain from uh talk therapy you know just going to a psychologist or some kind of therapist which you know i'm all up for and i'm getting my training to be one but i think this whole idea of also the the um, you know the surrogate therapist like a surrogate partner that it's like hands-on and hands-on doesn't only mean like yeah i touch you here you touch me there it also means yeah trying out a relationship with someone and having these feelings or these wishes or these needs and these boundaries and we are two people and all of these things meet and what happens then and how do we communicate about this because again let's remember these people many of them never ever ever had that in their life okay so before they go out there and before they you know i don't know make a profile on okay cupid and feel confident enough to date people and explore we really want to give them the tools that they you know maybe deserve and sure they will make mistakes we all make mistakes and that's okay but just like to have a bit of experience and self-confidence to to start this journey from a yeah from a better more wholesome place so do you just work with um yeah people that are still very new to it or does this also um apply for people that maybe have sexual trauma or you know they've had negative experiences with sexuality and they're kind of rewriting the story yeah this this is also something that um that is uh, present at the clinic 
Um, definitely people who had sexual trauma, um, people who maybe have had bad experience, whatever it is, and kind of, yeah, go into this hole or feeling stuck and feeling like they can't really, you know, relate um, or they have strong anxieties or malfunctions or there's a variety of issues. Um, there's also people who have had um, some kind of, you know, accident or um, like a physical um, burden that prevents them from relating in a normal way, a normal quote unquote, but like they feel that they struggle on that. And personally, I I don't have so much experience and I think that can be very, very challenging. So I think until now, I, you know, if there was a case like that, the clinic decided to give it to maybe someone who is more experienced. Um, but yeah, it doesn't have to be someone who, you know, has never had like a relationship or, sexual experience it can also be someone who yeah like you said had trauma or some something off happened that made them feel stuck or lost or confused or whatever it is that they need like this yeah re-retuning or gaining their confidence back um so yeah yeah beautiful um, so what made you decide to kind of get into this field of work? Like, I think a lot of people haven't even uh, heard of it or know that it's an option. And as you mentioned, it's um, different legalities in different countries. So I'm sure some places, um, like I know some people that, you know, work in the escorting sex work field that kind of do similar things to this, um, but just in the kind of underground sex work field because maybe it's not actually legal in a profession um, to do it. So they just kind of offer it as um, in the sex work umbrella. But yeah, what what made you feel inspired to get into this work and how did you yeah find your way into the industry? Yeah, I think the first inspiration was um, feedback that I got both from um partners in the past uh and actually from friends that i maybe shared a story or two and the feedback that they gave me like you know just like oh you know wow you could really be uh, whatever <laughs> one day and um i think that was the main inspiration just getting feedback from people that you know, made me feel like, oh, maybe, maybe I am, I don't know, gifted in some ways that like could really make the world a better place, change people's lives. And I think that, you know, going back to one of the first things you mentioned, it's like combining all these things like, yeah, it's, there's also sexual, sexological body work involved here in some way. And um, I do have some background in that as well. And I think that uh, I also got received really incredible feedback there. And, and it made me think like, okay, is that is that a career that I want? How do I combine it with the career that I wish to myself as a therapist? And 
I think that this is the place to mention that there is a lot of uh, English is not my native language and I'm not exactly sure how to say it in a way that like there there let's put it like this there is a lot of problems and issues as you know in the industry and a lot of people who claim to be this and that or charge big money for this and that but don't take the responsibility and accountability and don't understand the importance of the work and what happens okay this is people's lives and you can't just play with it or you can't just present yourself as a therapist if you're not and you can't just like you know say you're x when you are y um and get people's trust without you know um big big damage can be done and you know we heard there's so many stories about trauma that was just like reactivated and maybe even like a secondary trauma so i approach this whole field with like a lot of humbleness and humility because yeah i think that i have quite some experience but also that i'm in the beginning of my journey and i think that when i imagine myself i don't know starting a clinic for sexological body work and all these things like yeah it was very appealing on one hand and on the other hand i'm like you need more experience and you need more you know many more hours of like learning and studying and experience yeah so i think that this setting of like this triangle with the sex therapist together getting all the guidance and you know being in this really strong container of like you know before every meeting i talk to the therapist after every meeting i talk to the therapist the report like it's it feels more held to me more responsible one day i want to be that therapist as well but only by working with one working in this environment i i feel and i can understand like you know this is not a game this is very very serious and you know if you want to be there one day then yeah it takes a lot i mean i don't know actually how many uh people can say that they've been on both ends like a sexual surrogate and a sex therapist but to me it's just like a big privilege that i feel that i can you know experience that setting a uh, therapeutical setting from inside and maybe one day i'll be a sex therapist and then i'll have this edge of like okay i know what you go through as a patient i know what you go through as a surrogate and that's such like a beautiful gift um it really changes people's lives and i'm very much committed to you know changing people's lives for the good and um i think that sadly there's many cases where where people just yeah don't understand the the weight mm. on the shoulders as 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 workers in this field is as you said it's a big umbrella um yeah. and in the states i know that uh the law allows you like you can just you 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 don't need the sexual uh therapy the sex therapist you can just see patients uh and do both the sex therapy and the surrogate therapy 
you know, had I lived in the States, I could just open a clinic, publish myself, see clients without the guidance, without the supervision. I don't know. I don't want to sound too much like critical, but I'm just not connecting to it. I don't think that's, I don't yeah. think that's, that that's good. That's just my yeah, opinion. Yeah, the accountability is a um, really powerful thing. I think it's the same in, um, you know, a lot of this field of sexuality and even people like running workshops that, um, you know, have really good intentions and they see the healing potential and the therapeutic potential of this work, but they don't actually understand trauma and the nervous system and how sexual trauma shows up and power dynamics. And there's a lot that you have to learn and understand to be able to really, um, yeah, assist people in a way that's as safe as possible. And, um, that, you know, having some kind of accountability, whether it's, you know, in this therapeutic triangle with a, you know, licensed sex therapist, or, uh, whether it's that someone, you know, like for me, I, in my certification as a sex love relationship coach or whatever, like if I do something unethical, people can report me to my coaching, um, you know, place and I can have my certification removed and stuff. And I think that's such a important thing when we're working with this, because a lot of people can abuse and exploit this. And I'm actually yeah, helping some unfortunate victims of this kind of uh, situation right now where someone's claiming to be a trauma healing, uh, you know, using kink and sexual things as trauma healing and is actually traumatizing people. And they seem to genuinely think that they're helping people uh, because from their limited perspective of trauma and of sexuality, like it seems like to them that they're helping, but they're actually, you know, causing a lot of damage for people. And, and this is, yeah, the whole thing with the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions um, yeah, in, this, yeah. in, this, in this world for sure. Yeah, that's, that's not enough, you know, the good intentions. I, I remember how I remember you getting your certification and just how many hours, you know, and yeah, I mean, you know, okay, I'm, I'm gifted with touch. I mean, my mother is a body worker, 35 years. I, I probably got something there in my hands from her. I get good feedback, but is that enough for like starting a clinic and like seeing patients all the time and like be hands-on physical with them? Like, no, to me, that's not enough. Like, People who, like you said, do work like sexological body work or trauma work just because they learned one or two workshops or got a couple of good feedbacks. Like, I'm sorry, that's not enough. You need like endless amounts of hours of learning and studying and then doing your internship and having like supervision and getting the feedback on it before you can go on your own journey. So yeah, for me, this thing was like, wow, I can really make a difference. And at the same time, uh, learn a lot. And I learned from every conversation that I have with, with the sex therapist. And at the same time, like, okay, we finished one, one journey with a client and just reading the, the, the letter she left was like, wow, this is like, I cried, you know, it's a life changing thing. Like I'll take it forever. You know, the, the words that she wrote me. Um, so yeah, that was my inspiration really. And, um, 
very, very grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, it sounds like a beautiful field to be working with and a big responsibility. But yeah, I'm glad that you're having some rewarding experiences and helping impact people. Um, just to finish off, if you yeah, maybe have some advice for anyone that might be interested in seeing a sex therapist or experiencing um, sexual surrogacy, I feel like yeah, we've covered a lot of people who are maybe wanting to get into this field. They may be um, you know, realizing like, oh, there's a lot behind it. But what about people that might um, consider being a patient or want to look at this kind of therapy? What would you recommend for them? Yeah, I think uh, as, as you said, I mean, to become a sexual surrogate, like it's it's really not for everyone. And we could have a whole podcast about it. You know, the first reaction people are like, oh, but what do you do if you're like uh, you're not attracted to your patient and stuff like that? I mean, fair question. But like, I don't know if if, if this is the first question you ask, then then I mean, it's OK, but it's probably not the profession for you. Um, which is also fine. But uh, anyway, to, to your question, I think that, yeah, I think that first of all, therapy in general is, is I, I'm the biggest fan. And if you have issues with sexuality or relationships or intimacy, then, then yeah, then sex therapist is, is, is there as a big, you know, option for you to explore you can have one like trial meeting and you can read about it online. Um, I think that uh, in any case for you to go for a sexual surrogate therapy, you will need to go first to the channel of the, I mean, maybe not in the US, but I think in Europe and other places, you we will have to go through first through the channel of a sex therapist and um yeah i mean you know there is just no shame i can say there's so many people out there with problems and sadly in our generation there's more and more problems you know with like porn and the whole instagram and blah blah tiktok culture it really damages a lot of people and their self-esteem and you know, functioning like when there's this world of porn out there. And yeah, for sure, the corona didn't help. Uh, the lockdowns, like people just went more, more and more in. And a lot of people kind of forgot how to relate and put themselves out there. So just remember, it doesn't have to be like that. And there are people out there who can help, you know, and guide and direct. Um, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing about this. It's yeah, really great to hear more about it. It's um yeah, a really unique kind of profession and something that yeah, it would be good if more people knew that it was an option and um yeah, beautiful to have someone with a big heart like you uh and great integrity being in this field. I'm glad that you're yeah, able to support some people on their journey of coming into their sexuality and awakening into yeah the power of love and sex and relationships, which yeah we all know is such a beautiful, important part of being human on this planet. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Luna, for the opportunity, and thanks everyone for listening and sorry for the anonymous vibes it's just like for ethical reasons to keep uh, 
you know, uh, protect the patients and maybe protect myself. Um, but if anyone has questions or wants to ask stuff or share stuff, uh, I'm very open to that one-on-one. So just reach out to Luna and she'll be happy to connect. So yeah, bless everyone. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it inspiring. You can connect with me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and through my website, sensualartistry.com and sensualarts.school, where you can get some freebies and sign up to my mailing list to stay in touch. Hope to see you again soon.